0: Welcome to this week's episode of Everything Under The Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on earth. Here is our first question. It's a really interesting one from Jessica. Over to Jessica. I'm Jessica, I'm four. I love playing with my brother Daniel. We do lots of things with my family and I want to know how people get on the space station if what happens if they're really tall Jessica. Thank you for the great question. I've got the perfect person to answer this one. Her name is Nicole Stott. Nicole was a NASA astronaut who has been to space and even spent 104 days living on the International Space Station. So since Nicole has actually experienced getting on the space station and she's quite all, I thought I'd ask her how it all works.
1: Over to Nicole. Hi, Jessia. Nice to meet you and thank you for your question. I'm astronaut Nicole Stott and I love your question about how do astronauts get on the space station and what happens if they're really tall? Well, what we do to get on the space station is whatever spaceship we've flown up with, uh, like I was on the space shuttle, we actually dock to the station. So that means we just hook up with it and our hatch meets up with their hatch and we open up the door and we float in. So it's really, really cool because you're already floating on your own little spaceship that you traveled to space in, and now you get to go through this hatch and fly into the big space station. Now, if you're really tall, it doesn't really matter because instead of walking like you would through a door, and if you were really tall, you'd have to bend down on the space station, we get to fly and float in. So it's almost like you're swimming through the hatch. So it doesn't matter how tall you are. Thanks for your question
0: thank you so much, Nicole, for your brilliant answer about how we get into the space station, and that it doesn't make any difference at all if you're really tall, as you sort of swim through the air into the space station anyway. Isn't that amazing? Thank you so much for letting us know. So if you're really tall and you've dreamed of being an astronaut, now you know that you can definitely be one, and you don't need to worry about how you're going to get Onto to the space station. Thank you so much, Nicole, for sharing your experience and great knowledge with us and Jessica. I hope that answers your question. And now for our second question, which is also about things that are really high up, like tall people you'll find in the sky, though a lot lower down than the space station. Hmm, what are we thinking about? We're moving on to clouds. Our cloud question comes from Rufus. Over to Rufus. Hi. My name is Rufus. I'm three years old. I love playing in the sand. My question is, how high are the clouds? Thank you for the great question, Rufus. Well, clouds really are funny things because sometimes they can look like they're so far away and sometimes it can look like they're right there, just above you. Well, it turns out the reason for this is that clouds can be at all sorts of different heights above our heads. When we talk about how high in the sky clouds are, we use a term called the cloud ceiling, which means the distance from the Earth's surface to the bottom of the cloud. That is the cloud ceiling. This is so we don't get confused with talking about how tall a cloud is from bottom to top. As some clouds can be very, very tall, maybe too tall to fit inside the space station. There are three main types of cloud classifications, although people do disagree about this. But the three main ones that were initially created are cirrus, stratus, or cumulus clouds. Now cirrus clouds are the ones that are really high up in the sky and they're very risky. They're at least 6,000 meters above the earth. That's about the height of seven Burj Khalifas, the tallest building in the world, stacked on top of each other. Since they're so high up and it's very cold up there, they're made up of mostly tiny little ice crystals. Stratus clouds are clouds that are much closer to Earth, and they can blanket the sky in flat-looking clouds. And cumulus clouds are the big fluffy ones that you probably like to draw, and they look like they'd be fun to jump into. But the cumulus clouds are usually the ones that bring rain as well. Oh no! Although cirrus clouds can only really be high up, stratus and cumulus clouds can also be high up or low down. Within these big groups, there are lots of other different types of clouds. Now, meteorologists, who are weather scientists, divide all the different types of clouds into high, low, and medium clouds. High clouds have a cloud ceiling of above 6,000 meters, medium clouds have to have a cloud ceiling of between 2,000 and 6,000 meters in the air, and low clouds have to have a cloud ceiling of less than 2,000 meters. The low-level clouds are the ones that produce the most rain and snow, especially low-level cumulus ones. A crazy thing about cumulus clouds is they can stretch vertically up to 12,000 metres high. So even though they might start really low down, they can stretch up and up and up and up into the sky. So clouds can be all kinds of heights. If you've ever climbed a tall mountain on a cloudy day and walked through fog, you might have been walking through a cloud. And if you climbed higher, you might have been able to see the clouds from above. In Ecuador, they have entire forests that have clouds floating through the trees, called the cloud forests. I hope that answers your question, Rufus, and thank you for sending it in. Now we have one more question about clouds. It comes from Angus. Over to Angus. Hello, Molly. My name is Angus, and I'm six years old, and I live in England, and I like farming. This is, and this is my question. Why do clouds move? Well, thank you for the brilliant question, Angus. So we know clouds can be all sorts of heights, but have you ever looked and seen them moving across the sky and wondered how they're doing it? Well, it's because of the wind. Clouds move because wind pushes them around. Wind is like a big invisible force pushing the clouds. Well, The wind is caused by differences in temperature around the Earth. The different temperature creates differences in something called air pressure. In areas of high pressure, the gases in the air are crowded together. In areas of low pressure, they're more spaced out. When there's a big difference in air pressure between two places, the air wants to move from the place with high pressure to the place with low pressure. When the air moves, we get wind. You might be wondering why the air would bother moving from high pressure to low pressure in the first place. And this is something that happens in nature all the time. Things always naturally try to even out. It's called diffusion. Even we humans kind of do it. Think about when people get onto a bus or a train. Do they all sit on the same side together and squidge up on one carriage of the train or bus? Do they want to sit together? No. Strangers tend to want to space out as much as possible and give themselves enough room to move around and not bump into other people. So the next time you feel the wind blow, think about where it's going and what temperatures and pressures are causing it to do that. And when you see clouds moving across the sky, remember, it's because they're being carried along and pushed by the wind. Sometimes the wind is strong and fast and sometimes gentle and slow. That's why clouds move quickly or slowly, depending on the wind. Clouds can also change shape as they move, and that's why if you're looking up at the clouds with your friends, trying to find shapes in the clouds, as soon as you point out what you've seen, like a cool dragon or something, it's turned into something else, maybe a mongoose. So basically, clouds are moved by the wind, which is created by temperature which, if you work back, is created by the sun. So I guess you could say that it's the sun that's ultimately responsible for the clouds moving if you go far enough back. But generally, we tend to say clouds move because of the wind. I hope that answers your question, Angus, and thank you for sending it in. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing all a super, super lovely week. A huge thank you to the amazing Nicole Stott, astronaut and former space station, Resident for telling us all about how to get onto the space station, even if you're tall. And a big thank you to Jessica, Rufus, and Angus for this week's questions. If you have a question you would like answered on the show, just do a video or audio of yourself saying your name, your age, your country, and send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Check out the show's website, mollyalfield.com, and Make sure you've got a copy of the book, Everything Under the Sun, A Curious Question for Every Day of the Year, is out now, online or in your nearest bookshop. Have a wonderful week filled with lots of cloud spotting and stargazing. I'll be back next week answering more curious questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Thank you and goodbye.